Hello and welcome to Simplified Organization, a show for busy moms who are looking for practical help in managing their homes and life for God's glory. We keep it real without complaining and we help women overcome overwhelm and perfectionism and stop playing the comparison game. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write a podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also the author of the Convivial Homeschool Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I am joined by my friend and fellow second generation homeschooler, Amy Sloan. Uh, Amy Sloan and her husband, John, are second-generation homeschoolers with five kids from 6 to 16 years old. The Sloan family adventures together in North Carolina, where they pursue a restfully classical education. If you hang out with Amy for any length of time, then you'll quickly learn that she loves overflowing book stacks, giant mugs of coffee, beautiful memory work, and silly memes. At any moment, she could break into song and dance from Hamilton, 90s country music, or Shakespeare. Amy writes at humilityanddoxology.com and hosts the weekly Homeschool Conversations podcast. So thank you so much for joining me, Amy. I'm so excited to be with you today. Thanks, Misty. Yeah. Let's start off just by giving people a picture of what's going on in your life right now. Oh, goodness. What is going on in my life right now? Well, (laughs) as we are recording this, and of course, the magic of technology is you're recording earlier, so I don't know when your listeners will hear this. But as we're recording this, we are limping a bit, honestly, towards the end of the semester. There have been some real challenges with different children and just the realities of life uh, this fall semester, but we are persevering by God's grace and really thankful for the promise of Christ's first coming and the hope for the second coming (laughs) that we are remembering right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a a weird fall semester for a lot of people. We our normal school schedule didn't happen. We started later. Things are just different this year. <laughs> yeah, and my my oldest two children are both in high school now this year and then my oldest son has been doing a lot of dual enrollment this fall semester. It's just been like a weird time to like not have everyone together for morning time. The way I was like determined at the beginning of the semester, I was like, we will still all be together. This will never end. And just having to kind of have an open hand and sort of repent of that, like, I will achieve great things (laughs) this fall. It's been hard, but it's been good. The Lord is very good to continue to humble me. (laughs) So I think that's a great segue into talking about perfectionism because I think we all struggle with perfectionism. That idea that, you know, we have a beautiful vision. We we know the way we want things to go. And we think that planning and organizing must be about making our beautiful vision a reality. Um, so what what would you say to the mom struggling with perfectionism? Well, I would say I'm there with you and let's repent together and look to Jesus. Um, most simply, it is such a temptation, I think, especially for homeschool moms, but just for 
all, all of us in general, it's common to man, right? We have these ideas of this great thing we want to accomplish. And a lot of times the things we want are good things. It's not like we're wanting bad things. It's good to want to have obedient children and an orderly home and a homeschool full of joy and good books and all these things, right? We like build up in our minds. Um, and I, I see in my own heart kind of two dangers, two opposite and yet related dangers with perfectionism. One is the danger of pride where I do happen to have a day where things go well. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> and, you know, look at all those other moms. If they just had my same educational philosophy, if they just planned the same way I did, you know, then they too could be as awesome as I am today. And then of course, God is very, very good. He loves me way too much to let me stay there. <laughs> and so generally two seconds later, I think it's all crashing down around me. And that's the flip side, right? Where we have this ideal and we think we're going to be able to do this great thing and be pleasing to God, like sort of this idea of like, God will only be pleased with us if we do this amazing, good job as a homeschool mom. Mm -hmm. And then we don't, things do not look that way at all. So the flip side is like, we either go towards pride and then at the same moment, we're in complete despair mm -hmm. and frustration. Like why even try anything? Because this is so far from what I thought it would look like. And so those two sort of opposite and yet related, the reason why those two things are related is because they're both focused on the work we're doing, right? They're both looking to ourselves, like either we are going to do this great thing, or I thought I was going to do this great thing right. and it totally bombed. Um, and I have found more and more comfort and rest in my life as as a woman, as an individual, but also especially as a homeschool mom, being able to turn away from myself and look toward the work that Christ has already done yes. that is already perfect. So when I think about perfectionism, I think about the one who is perfect. And Jesus perfectly obeyed his heavenly father. And the joy and the comfort and the rest that gives me. Not in a sense of it doesn't matter what I do, but in a sense of I'm in union with Christ. God cannot be more pleased with me than he already is. Yes. He is already perfectly pleased with me in Jesus Christ. And so that frees me up then in my endeavors as a homeschool mom to give that to the Lord. Like, you know, you mentioned earlier, I write at humilityandoxology.com. Um, that, that is not a made up name. That was something I told my kids for years back before I was ever going to start a blog. And those two words encapsulate sort of the perfect antidote to perfectionism. Mm -hmm. One is the repentance, the humility to realize how far short we truly do fall mm -hmm. to not pretend like we've got it all together to humble ourselves as finite creatures and then the doxology, which is praise of the good things that God has done and how he equips us for those good works he has prepared for us beforehand. 
Yes. I mean, it's fun because that I love the humility and doxology together and it goes along with like they're parallel to repenting and rejoicing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's such, it's just the, the need of our lives because it's sanctification, right? It's giving up our own ideas of um, the way things ought to be and receiving God's work in our lives and to then rejoicing in that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you are familiar with Horatius Bonar's hymn, Upon a Life I Did Not Live, Upon a Death I Did Not Die. Oh, yeah. um, oh well, you should add this to your morning time routine. Yeah, I will. <laughs> it is a fantastic uh, hymn. Actually, the full hymn is, is like a communion hymn because some of the later stanzas relate it to the Lord's Supper. But it has uh, is such an encouragement. I'll just, if I can, can I just read like yeah. a couple stanzas? Okay. So on merit, not my own, I stand on doings, which I have not done merit beyond what I can claim doings more perfect than my own upon a life. I have not lived upon a death. I did not die another's life, another's death. I stake my whole eternity. Not on the tears which I have said, shed, not on the sorrows I have known, another's tears and other's griefs. On them I rest, on them alone. Jesus, O Son of God, I build on what thy cross has done for me. There both my death and life I read, my guilt, my pardon, there I see. That's just the first half. Like it, mm. that to me is the answer to perfectionism, to my weakness, to my failures as a homeschool mom. It's a life I have not lived. Tears I did not shed for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can take that desire for perfection that we do have as humans and recognize that the desire is a desire for Christ and, yeah. and not for, not look to ourselves to be perfect. That's exactly. Beautiful. Thank you so much. If perfectionism is something that you struggle with often, then I have a free resource for you, a workshop called No More Perfectionism. You can go to nomoreperfectionism.com, all one word, nomoreperfectionism.com and register for this free workshop. There are also worksheets and outlines that will help you apply it to your own life. It's very practical and real. So if perfectionism is tripping you up and you might even be a perfectionist without realizing it, go check out No More Perfectionism Workshop. And don't forget to come back for part two of my conversation with Amy Sloan, where she gives us some practical tips for changing our attitude and mindset when perfectionism has us down. So come back for part two next week. And until then, repent, rejoice, repeat. <laughs>